Welcome to the Relate Podcast, where we get curious about how we relate to ourselves, God, and others. I'm Casey Sunstead, your host, and I could not be more excited if Santa himself were with us today in the studio. That's right, this is our gift to our listeners, and frankly to myself, a bonus holiday edition of the Relate Podcast. With me today, I have the content providers from each of the past seasons of the Relate Podcast, and we're just going to hang and talk holidays. So welcome with me, September Vaudry from season one. Hello. So excited you're here, September. Thanks. Katie Franzen from season two. Hey, Casey. So glad you're here. And from season three, we have Deb Shirts. So good to be here. Thanks so much for being here. We are calling this episode the Relate Family Christmas. And that couldn't be more true. You guys feel like family. Mm-hmm. We have way too many jokes. <laughs> the, <laughs> too many inside jokes. Th- yes. This episode, we might go a little rogue and it'll yes. be fun. <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh is right. I feel a little like, uh-oh. Okay, so to start, we are just going to dive into some different areas. I would love for you guys to pretend that I'm Santa. We should have brought you, you a hat. so much yeah. in common <laughs> with Santa. What were you we know, thinking? The black shirt you're wearing really conjures Santa. September, <laughs> bring your imagination. Okay, fine, sorry. I'm Santa. Hi. Tell me, you guys, what do you want for Christmas? I want a tortoise. What? September. <laughs> This is so September. I'm That's like, really not normal. A, not a puppy. She wants a turtle. September, well, everyone a turtle, wants a tortoise. a tortoise. She said a tortoise. A Those tortoise. are big, right? Well, I don't want to... They get big, and they live for like 75 years. And they, I, We just moved to California, right, where it's warm, and there's palm trees, and our neighbor has a tortoise he's had for 30 years, and his name is George. Wait, oh wait, gosh, you're going to The same tortoise for 30 years. The same tortoise years. for 30 years. And <gasps> so, anyway, my husband has been Googling tortoises on my behalf. And they will oh be gosh. passed down to your grandchildren. I, I know. So long. That's the thing. I don't plan to live for 70 more years. <laughs> so this is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's I don't crazy. know if it'll happen. But Actually, this of, is like a thing in California, well, right? They, yeah, because they can just wander around your backyard as long as there's no way for them to escape. <laughs> Why Which, are they trying to escape? Do they, well, because they do kind of wander. But okay. they yeah. dig? They dig. So in they, George... My neighboring tortoise. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, um, he evidently buries himself in the ground in October, and he digs himself out in April. So he's a very low maintenance pet, and I just think that would be fun to have a tortoise wandering around my backyard. They like hibernate. Yeah, that's a normal thing. Yeah, I'm sorry, I should say he hibernates. That's what he does. In do the cold. they get along with dogs though? Because you have two dogs I do as have well. Jane and Clark, but. You know, haven't you ever heard how tortoises can pull their arms and legs into their shell? <laughs> it's a thing they do. And it's going to be a very traumatized tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just so you guys know who are listening, my dogs are all of 8 and 12 pounds. So, mm. And they will, I think it will be not a problem, but we'll find out. Okay. If, if Santa hears my wishes. September's answer was kind of lame. Everybody wants a tortoise yeah. for yeah. Christmas. Sorry. So what about you guys? In a dream world, I would actually just have like six weeks of vacation and mm. travel the world. That would be if we're if we're going big. That's what I would want. Some some just world travels would be really good for my soul. I think. Yeah, so. you do have a globe tattoo on your back. This is true. Yes, I do have the whole world on, on your shoulders. shoulders. <laughs> no one's ever said that. Before. Oh boy, Deb. Yeah. 
In an ideal world, I think instead of traveling for six weeks, I would just sleep for six weeks. And <laughs> I'm a super like fun, let's do all the things kind of girl. And I'm so tired these days. Mm. I could just sleep. Holidays does that to us for sure. Yes. Yeah. But in real life, I think I'm going to need a puppy. Oh my gosh. I did. Didn't you just get a puppy? You want another puppy? Four years ago, we got a puppy Tex, but we're losing old doggy Rocket, which Aww. is very traumatic for Tex, especially. So, yeah. I don't know. We're thinking maybe another puppy, which is Round either the out. best or worst decision yeah, that we might make. That's always the case with puppies, though. I have a friend who named their dog Boo Boo. Oh, oh no! Because it was a mistake. That's <laughs> oh, oh, that's awesome! <laughs> it was a mistake. That's terrible. Poor Boo Boo. <laughs> Boo doesn't get it. Oh well. What do you want for Christmas, Casey? Yeah, you need to answer too. That's a good question, and I the first thing that comes to mind is just like coziness. Mm-hmm. I need some good time in my pajamas by the fire with my people home. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. My husband goes insane. With the Christmas lights on our real tree. Oh, wow. And it lights up the whole room. I wish I could remember how many, but I'm so bad with numbers. But it is, I worry every year about the amount. I'm glad we switched to LED because I worry about like, they used to be like hot. You'd walk by and it would be like hot because we put so many lights on. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, that's scary. So I love it. Do you wear matching pajamas? We have not in years past, Mm. but my daughter and I did buy some really cute matching pajamas. For this year? Yeah. We're already wearing them. We've been wearing them since my birthday in November. Oh, wow. And does your dog get pajamas? No, I don't dress my dog up like crazy people, <laughs> a.k.a. you. A.k.a. Deb. <laughs> yep. 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 She's nodding. I'm, I'm <laughs> she's, guilty. She's unapologetic. I'm, this is Chicago. The dogs need something I do feel cozy. like the dressing up dogs goes to the dog size though, right? Like small dogs True. maybe get dressed up more than my dogs. I have big. an eight pound dog who... Deb, plug your ears. Oh. Does not wear the sweater you bought her. <laughs> <laughs> that and she looked so cute. She in also that lives sweater. in California now. Though. She lives in That's California. She can carry it around with Point her. Taken. Point yeah, taken. Yeah. I won't be offended. It's all right, Jane. Uh, so for this bonus holiday episode, I thought we could take a look at each of the areas where we on the Relate podcast get curious about the way we relate. Those areas are ourselves, God and others. So let's spend some time in each of those areas today talking through the holidays. So ladies, tell us, let's start with relating to ourselves. As the holidays are upon us, let's check in. What have you noticed about how you are engaging or have engaged in the holiday season in years past? September, let's start with you. How have you noticed the ways that you relate to yourself during the holiday season? For me, I think that uh, I'm an early riser, and uh, my husband and I set the, we have like one of those coffee pots that grinds and then brews, and, and we can program it. So 5 a.m., we wake to the smell of freshly ground coffee. I have one of those, too, and they kind of sound like a plane is taking well, off. Well, I know. You you turn it, you tune it out after a while, I but they're I really need loud. that. I need yeah. that for Christmas. It's so good. And so we have a, and then we have Christmas mugs that we swap out when we get the holiday decorations out. So our Christmas mugs are in the cupboard. I pick my favorite mug. And then I sit in front of the fireplace. We're in California, so we're not burning wood because we have forest fire issues in California. Mm -hmm. But we have a gas fireplace. So we turn that on and we play Christmas music. And I just have, I can start the day just feeling centered. 
and breathing and slowing down. And for me, actually, I'm a list person and I actually feel more relaxed when I take the time to organize my day. Mm -hmm. So I, I have a bullet journal that I you know, take a look at and um, figure out what's on my day. And, and uh, but I feel better when I have a chance to breathe early in the day. Yeah, for sure. I want to be like that when I grow up. <laughs> I've always told myself, like, when I'm an adult, yeah. I'm going to wake up early. Mm. And I'm in my 40s. So I don't know when that's going to uh, come. <laughs> yeah, we're all wired differently. But, no, that, but I that love that. Me. I yeah. love that you're starting your day, especially in a season where your day can get hijacked by all the things totally you're starting it with some intentionality yeah yeah I'm similar I don't wake up quite that early but I am the earliest up in my household so um but I love I'm like you I like sitting in the room with the Christmas tree with just the Christmas tree lights on and sometimes having Christmas music sometimes silence um but just centering myself with a cup of coffee I I really appreciate that. I think the other thing that I've learned is to just bring a book to family gatherings, which Mm -hmm. might sound like, wow, you're like really not (laughs) engaging. But especially because a lot of the family gatherings that we go to are like all day and multiple days. It's helpful for me as an introvert to just give myself permission, like to take some time for myself because then I'm the best version of myself when I am with the people. So whether that's reading or taking a nap, that's that's actually really life-giving to me. And and the thing about reading is I can still be in the room with family. So I'm still present in a physical sense and around people, but I don't have to necessarily be socially engaging the entire holiday, which is helpful for me. That's good. It actually gives you a chance to get to the other side of the holidays to actually survive all the different gatherings. Yes, for sure. Really smart. I'm kind of a carbon copy of maybe both of you, especially September in the mornings. Like I love to get up and I wish I had a coffee grinder, but I don't. But I have coffee. I like to listen to instrumental Christmas music because then I'm not listening to words and I sit by my Christmas tree. So there's that part of me with my bullet list even September. Mm. And then the rest of like the thing about relating with myself is I so enjoy just all the little things Christmas so I'll be a busy little bee I have my little moments of silence and then I just love all the little Christmas things and wrapping little gifts and picking out special things and baking Christmassy stuff so Mm -hmm. kind of both solitude and some little moments of fun I think we've talked about this before about me but I love a theme and so when I think of Christmas is like the ultimate theme. I love it. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I think that's some of w- what I was sharing before about sitting by the tree. And I just get so much joy personally from planning fun things to experience the season. Whether it's, um, you know, going to see a Christmas show or it's just staying home and, and feeling Christmassy, drinking from a Christmas mug. That's the kind of stuff that will like literally fill me up during the season is just getting to experience it because it's one of those things that you know isn't going to stay forever. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Okay, great. So we've learned about how you guys relate to yourself during the holiday season. Tell me about one way that you celebrate Christmas with others that you found to be really helpful for connecting and relationship building. Katie, how about you? I think there's something really beautiful about Christmas traditions that 
just naturally lend themselves to togetherness and connecting with someone because you have this history so like in our my family growing up we had an advent calendar and every day we put one ornament on this Christmas tree calendar and then we would count the dots and that that was how many days left until Christmas essentially and then we would do this little like chant together like you know five more days till Christmas five more days till Jesus birthday and then we would just dance at like crazy people and as kids that was obviously a lot of fun but now that there's like another generation of like small kids in the house it's been really fun to engage in that holiday as an adult yeah and to like really just enjoy each other's company in that moment of like just carefreeness that's mm-hmm. not a word but I just we'll made it. it up yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's like something really beautiful about like coming together around specific traditions uh that to me is really beautiful thanks Katie Deb what's one way you connect with others over the holidays yes my poor children I make them reenact all the little kid things <laughs> and so yeah like we do the gingerbread um house competition and we build like gumdrop Christmas trees and yeah these silly little crafts that that were super super amazing when they were four and now they're 18 and 20-ish and yeah we still do those things. So Deb nobody loves a good holiday craft more than me but tell me when you sit down and do the crafts with your kids how does that help you connect relationally? Well it's super super fun because it's almost a joke between us now like that of course we're gonna do these things and we're gonna make the kids have to dance to the one song they danced with when when they were little and so it's just traveling down memory lane and talking and laughing and the craft almost provides like just some finger busy work creating something fun while we're all having just fun together so using the traditions as a reason Yes, to put down our phones and to be present in the kitchen and to bake the cookies and dip the Oreos in chocolate and dip them in sprinkles. And these are just the things we do. I love that. It's like creating space for like conversation too. I love that you added that piece in. Yes, that's the best part is we talk and we laugh while we're doing the silly things that we've done for 18 years. Mm. So fun. Awesome. September. What do you think? Well, I, uh, I mean, I would ditto what you guys are saying about traditions, and and mm-hmm. uh, one of the things I'm doing this year, it's a little different. We've been, our kids have been, you know, lived 1,800 miles from us for many years while they were in college. So now we've just moved down where they live. So suddenly we're more local. So exciting! I know. So uh, two things that just pop into mind. One of them is I'm going to do kind of an artisan day with my my two daughters, my daughter-in-law, and my son. One of my sons. Uh, a girlfriend who we adore and uh, we're gonna make gifts for others like we're just gonna do some gift making or and probably will involve ornaments and stuff which again it's, I did the same thing when my kids were little made the snowman cotton ball ornaments did. And all that stuff. Yes. here's the right? genius of what you're doing though now instead of crafting mm-hmm. it's we call it artisan, artisan day <laughs> I'm like, I want to be an artist. I know, me too. Can I come? It is one of my guilty pleasure words. Mm, (laughs) Because craft night just sounds like I'm going to be making a toilet paper cozy, right? (laughs) I just, you know, or uh, something dorky. So artisan. I know. We're going to make soap, you know, and candles and some 
good stuff. So that's really cool. I, anyway, it'll be fun. Mm. I think. And so we're doing that. And then I we live near our grandchildren now too. So we're going to do a nana camp one day and and um, you know invest in that relationship with just us and and our oldest grandchild. Our she's seven and she's kind of old enough to do it like a whole day with you know stuff. So we're excited about that. Um, you know, one thing, Casey, that when it comes to honoring others, it's not for many of us, um, you know, pro- probably for all of us at some level, there's there's honoring people who are no longer here with us. Mm, um, and, so and during all of the traditional stuff that happens in the holidays, it can re- really trigger some of the the sorrow of having lost loved ones, you know, and that's part of our family story. We have we have five kids, but our, our middle daughter passed away many years ago when she was um, 19. And that's mm-hmm. um, something that we yeah. we honor her every Christmas in a small way. It doesn't take a long time. We don't let it hijack the day, but we, we take the money that we would have bought, you know, spent on her for Christmas gifts or whatever. And we uh, donate to um, like you know, causes that she cared about. So it's just a way to remember her, remember that she cared about the yeah. underserved or whatever. And it's just a little moment. And we and each sibling gets a year where they get to choose the cause, you know. And we just, we put a scroll with the certificate in her stocking. And it's, it's quick. It's now early on, it was heavier, but now it's not. It's just a nice way to remember this girl that we loved that we will never forget. Of course. And then we, then we carry on with our morning. And this year, my, my, my sibling, my brother, actually passed away um, in November. And so my parents will be with us at Christmas. And one of the things we'll do this year, that's a much more raw loss, and especially, of course, for my parents who lost their child. Um, So we're going to do a little family circle conversation, you know, probably after the, you know, some gifts are opened. And we're just going to take some moments just to remember him. So that was Mm -hmm. just one way that we chose to do kind of a a more recent loss. But if we don't give voice to that loss, it's going to hover over the whole day. That's what I was thinking. It's such a good word that you're bringing to honor the people that you're with, connecting with, but also the people that you're missing. And you're aware of that at the holidays. For sure. And if by, by giving it its own time, it's like we're bookmarking it. And now it doesn't have to be the fabric of the whole day. We can fully engage in the joyful parts of the day and we give moments for the meaningful, you know, tender parts too. Yeah, that's beautiful and a great reminder for for us. Yeah. Yeah, And I think in talking about loss, it just reminds me, I think there is something really intentional uh, touch points with people who maybe have lost someone can be a way to honor them during the holidays Mm -hmm. um, of just taking the time to think through who are some of the people in your life or who are this, some of the people in your world that might have lost someone who might be missing them a little extra during the holidays? And yeah. how can you be intentional about honoring them and the loved one that they don't have this year? Yeah, that is so good, Katie. I just think of friends and family and it doesn't have to be Christmas Day, but just yes. just being with people, seeing mm-hmm. their pain, slowing down enough to just yeah. be present with them. And having an eye for people who might be alone this year and, you know, who can we enfold into our circle as well, people that, that may um, appreciate an invitation that, that maybe they're not normally on our radar, you know. So. Yeah. Or even I think of like losses of not just through death, but like other losses that you've experienced through the year that might make a different like September year moving. Like yes. there's some loss there as well yeah. that you have to grieve that might make the holidays different. Like you're not going right. to have snow this year. Like how crazy. I don't <laughs> know how sad you are. Scott but does not put that in the loss category. <laughs> grieving the snow loss. And uh, FYI, Christmas, Katie and Barney have a snowblower <laughs> that they can use. Yes. Thank 
goodness. We gifted our snowblower yeah. like bye bye snowblower. I don't know how sad you were about giving that away though. We were not. But um, there is like a reality yeah, of like there's other things changes. too that you might just have to grieve during the holiday or a job loss or whatever it is. It it can just be really honoring to people just to say like I see you. Um okay so last Christmas my girlfriends and I we kind of went back and forth like what do we do? Do we want to give each other gifts? And instead of uh, having a gift exchange, we gave everybody a word Mm. that was um, celebrating what this year has been for them or a blessing kind of word that we hope for for the next year for them. And it was one of the most meaningful things. And it was really cool to like market and and to give everybody. There's so much gift giving at the holidays. It was fun to take a different spin on it and to gift a word instead of a thing. So Mm it's pretty cool. Okay, so we talked about the way we relate with ourselves. Mm-hmm. We talked about how we relate with others. And lastly, let's talk about how we relate with God during the holiday season. Mm. Can you share with us one way that you approach Christmas to make sure you engage in the miracle of God coming down and dwelling with us? Mm. September? I I love, um, you know, in the Old Testament scriptures, uh, they refer to Jesus as Emmanuel, God with us. And I love that image of his 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 or her presence, God's presence with us in the holidays. And uh, for me, actually, just some of the old Christmas carols that are, the lyrics are just so beautiful mm-hmm. and they, um, it just speaks to me. And so listening to Christmas music, um, some of the old traditional stuff. You're not um, talking about like Frosty the Snowman. Not so much Frosty mm-hmm. or Rudolph. Um, Do you Mariah have a- Carey, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. Do you <laughs> have a favorite? Um, well, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is right up there mm-hmm. for sure. And um, yeah, I just because of that word Emmanuel, God with us. I mean, my experience with God has been that in the darkest of times, his presence is so tal- palpable and tangible. And so that partic- there's all kinds of names in scripture for God. But Emmanuel for me is just a real connect because he cares about people in hard times and he shows up for us and he's got our back. So for me, that's mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Thanks. I love that. How about you, Deb? Yeah, as I'm thinking about Jesus coming and being born here um, and we celebrate Christmas, you know, his coming as a baby, I also think um, it's meaningful for me and to maybe do this with my family just to invite how is Jesus showing up in your world this year? Like, where have you seen him? You know, is there is there a place? And we've got a few extra friends that are going to be with us this Christmas and I don't know how this will go, but to me, it's just to give room for people to voice how Jesus has shown up, mm-hmm. Emmanuel, God with us today. It's yeah. part of your family culture to mm-hmm. reflect mm-hmm. during this season. And want it to be even more so. Mm, I love that. So when I think of Christmas one year, I actually spent Christmas in Bethlehem. I was living there for a short period of time. Wait, what does this have to do with Christmas, Katie? I mean... Bethlehem. Yeah. Have you never heard the song, Casey? Oh, right. Oh, Little yeah. Town. Right, right, right. right. Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Yeah, yeah. The it's, it, there is connection, I no, promise. that's so cool. You got to be in Bethlehem at Christmas? Yeah. There's mm. some really random Christmas stories. They really like their, uh, uh, what's that instrument in Ireland? A bagpipe. They have bagpipe parades on Christmas. In Bethlehem? Who knew? Not me. Not, Not me, me until I was there. Anyways, part of the beauty of celebrating Christmas in Bethlehem is that different Christian traditions 
identify Christmas being on a different day. Yeah. So it's not just December 25th. It's actually like December and January is like Mm. Christmas in Bethlehem. And I think that that year just kind of brought to light sort of the idea of the season of Christmas and the season mm-hmm. of Advent and preparing for, uh, as opposed to just like this one day that we celebrate. Mm. Um, so one of the ways that I think my husband and I try to be intentional is really embracing it as a season, not just one particular day and not getting hung up on just the one day uh, is helpful in that you, it, it creates space to have lots of moments in mm. reflecting on who God is and what he did for us. And also the season of preparation leading up to Christmas. I, I think there's just so much theologically that you can kind of delve into if you step outside of it being just the one day. Um, there's something really beautiful about that. Yeah. I love that you're talking about Advent, right? Mm-hmm. And preparing our hearts and it being a whole season. That actually reminds me of... Um, the first thing that comes to mind when I think about slowing down during this season and making room for myself to reflect on, yeah, God coming down and dwelling is I started a tradition when my kids were pretty young of um, a friend recommended a book called the Advent book. Mm. And it tells the, the story of Christmas and it has a little bit for every day. And so on day one, you read day one. And then on day two, you read day one. And day two. Oh, wow. oh, cool. Day three, you read day one, day two. And three, and three. You, <laughs> oh my gosh, you're a so plus. smart. I'm a math girl. Gold star for <laughs> yes, September. You are. And um, I did this almost because I knew I wanted to foster in my kids like Christmas is for preparing our hearts for this story. And of course, you already know what I'm about to say, but it surprised me. It was so good for myself mm-hmm. too. And it's, um, I ended up like memorizing scripture by accident. My daughter, super young, they loved the fact that they, they knew it by heart and it was, Mm. it's been the coolest thing and we still do it now. Sometimes it looks a little different, but especially when they were little, we lit a candle and we sat around the Christmas tree and we read the book every single day. Mm. And it was, um, my favorite thing to slow myself down mm-hmm. and mark a little, little moment in each day of December leading up to Christmas. It keeps my eyes on the, and it, it keeps my eyes on what I want my eyes to be on. And it taught me, um, it showed me the story from all the different perspectives mm. and really helped me to, to put myself into the story. So I love that tradition. That is awesome. awesome. Is it too late to start that when your kids are 18 and 20? No. <laughs> Just make sure that their fingers are not sticky with gingerbread and mm. gumdrops. Got yeah. it. I love that. Okay. Okay. And since you guys are the content providers from the past season, I'll end with just asking, do you have any advice for our listeners about these last days before Christmas? What, what would be um, some encouragement or advice you have for them? I think if you're still looking for gifts, my encouragement is what's maybe something homemade or um, is there a way to be an artisan, if you will, <laughs> and craft together or not craft because we don't u- use that word. <laughs> create art. And create some sort of gift for someone, whether that's a word like you guys did, Casey, or um you know, a homemade gift. I think that sometimes the most meaningful gifts are the ones that aren't bought. So um, just try to be a little creative. That's great advice, Katie. 
And I would say just slow down and savor the moments because even Christmas can get busy if we're out in the middle of the hustle and bustle. So I love that suggestion, Katie. But just slowing myself down, mm-hmm. slowing my family down, and savoring the moments. And I, maybe to tag on to that, um, you know, there's, we can't slow down and savor if we have the same exact number of busyness things that we experienced last year when it was too frenetic. Mm -hmm. So if there's anything between, you know, in the next, what is it, eight days now, until Christmas Day that you can X off of your calendar, use your no, you know, use your N-O, your no, and and just say, you know what, we're not going to do that this year. We're actually just going to be at home. And I guess the second thing I would think, and boy, am I guilty of this sometimes, but um, to spend more time actually experiencing your family than recording your family. Mm, <laughs> you know good. what I mean? I think sometimes we get so caught up in capturing an image that we want to then post to social media or just remember or whatever, which I mean, those are so great. And my, I'm so glad we have wonderful photos and videos of our past memories. It's super awesome. But... Sometimes I want to spend more time actually looking somebody in the eye than capturing their expression through my lens. And so mm-hmm. maybe just set down the technology and, and just be present. Wonderful. How about you, Casey? You got some advice for us? Uh-oh. Turning the tables on the yes, host. Darn right. Yeah, I think September, as you were talking about um, being intentional and speaking up for what you want, maybe saying no, it makes me think of... Um, when people do that to me, it invites, it makes it okay. And it invites um, yeah. me to do the same thing. It gives me permission. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I think I would echo what you said is figure out what, what it is you want to feel or have accomplished by the end and kind of check in with yourself and see if you're on track for that or if you need to readjust and, um, and look at what's to come still and, and put it in your calendar. How are you going to find to um, time to do it, whatever it is that you're hoping for by the end of the season. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. I think, you know, I my personality tends a little toward people pleasing, and so it's hard for me to say no if someone invites me to something. So often I will play a little game on myself, and I'll, re- I'll try to remind myself how it feels when I have a meeting or uh, an appointment and that other person has to cancel, I immediate, almost always, I immediately feel relief. Like I feel like, oh, I've got, I just got an hour of my time back, yeah. right? So it's not that I didn't want to maybe see that person, but it does feel like, wow, I really, suddenly I feel rich and I feel I can exhale a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that for somebody else if I say no. It's so <laughs> true. So I, it helps me to sometimes carve that space that I know I need by remembering that it's not going to be just a downer for the other person. I'm also gifting them sometime so it's so true it's so mm-hmm. true and for me it's even more true at the holiday season when by the time I get home and it's dark I li- I would just want to put my pajamas on and then mm-hmm. stay there for the rest of the night so as much as I'm such an extrovert and I'm such a people person in this in this season I'm even more like let's just be cozy yeah okay well you guys this was such a gift to me. It's so fun to have all of you back for the Relate Family Christmas. Mm. So thanks for sharing about your traditions and your hopes for this season. And even on this bonus episode, we're going to follow suit and leave you with discussion questions. We believe you'll get even more out of reflecting on these questions if you talk it over with a friend or a family member. So at one of your holiday parties, share your learnings from this episode and maybe even ask your friend or family member about their experience. We'll give you the question and then leave a bit of time for you to reflect. Question one, 
How are you checking in at this holiday season? Are you feeling frantic, peaceful, connected, or perhaps a bit lonely? What is one step you could take to honor yourself in the next week? Question two, what's one Christmas plan or preparation that allows you to feel connected to those you care about? What is it about this event that's special to you? Question three, have you experienced a loss this year that will make the holidays a little tender or sorrowful? What's one way you can honor that loss or that loved one while still embracing the joyful parts of the season? And question four, with the busyness of the holiday season, what practice, plan, or people help you to reflect and celebrate that God came down and dwelt among us? We're so glad you joined us for this bonus holiday episode of the Relate Podcast. We hope you had as much fun as we did. We wish you a very Merry Christmas filled with great connection with others, yourself, and with God. We'll be back in the new year with a season entitled New Year, New You, where we consider why we have the need to be new in the new year, and if that is even the best thing. We also get curious about how people can go about real, lasting growth or change. We hope you join us. Make sure you're subscribed to the Relate Podcast so you never miss an episode.